Welcome. I'm Sarah Pollack. And I'm Quinn Faison. And together, we coach parents of preteens, teens, and young adults at Plan P. We have been there and done that. And when the going got tough, the P was for many things and always for practice, patience, and pause. The work that we do now as coaches has the full support and approval of both of our amazing children and teachers, Ellie and Harrison. So if you're a parent, you've come to the right place. We're going to give you tools to practice clear communication with your children, which will improve your relationships. We are so honored and excited to have you join us on this incredible journey where learning is in the pause and perfection is found in the practicing. Let's get moving. Welcome back to the next episode of Plan P. We're so happy to be doing our second episode. Oh my goodness. We are so very thankful that you're back. We were... Or you're here for the first time. Or welcome for the first time. That first time, this is our, our second time, <laughs> but you know, in that the first time was very sort of nervous making. Yeah. Second time's a little better, but not much. Yeah. Maybe the third time will be a charm. Maybe the fourth, maybe the 199th. Yeah. It's all uh, practice. It's all practice. So plan P is for practice always. What's been coming up a lot, it feels like to us in the last weeks are a lot of parents coming in saying, okay, so these are the things that this person has told me. And then this is what the school's saying. And this is what the therapist is saying. And this is what this person's saying. And it's, what do you think I should do? Yeah. Trying to find the right solution, you know, as if there were one correct solution. Yeah. One of the things that comes to my mind as we are talking to them is, the polling that you used to do. Ah, uh, yes. If you haven't listened to episode one yet, listen to episode one so you know a little more about us. But basically, part of our story is that we sent our child to therapeutic wilderness school. And the lead up to that, we took a polled a lot of people <laughs> and got a lot of different information and opinions. Yeah, on what we should do with our fabulous, wonderful, beloved child. The problem with with polling it is you're taking other people's solutions, which sometimes they're really great ideas, right? Sometimes people come up with Mm. things that really work. And sometimes they're close, but not quite it. Right. And as you're saying that, what I'm thinking is, I was feeling under so much pressure. And a lot of it was, you know, concern, right? Right. It was concern. But the other thing that I'm hearing a lot of these days is, you know, well, it's all peer pressure. Yeah, well, historically, we talk about teenage years as being, you know, the teenagers being more susceptible to peer pressure. And, of course, that's true because as teenagers, they are trying to figure out who they are. And with that less stable sense of who they are, you're more susceptible to peer pressure. The thing that we forget is that even as adults, we're susceptible, right? Yeah. And I would say, I would venture to say that we feel more susceptible as do teenagers when we are parents of of preteens, teens, and young adults, because everything's new, everything's changing. And so we're a little knocked off our parenting game, you know, when 
when they're all eight and want to curl in your lap, it, it feels like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And then suddenly they're going, who are you? And why are you telling me anything? I think what we really want to talk about today is parent peer pressure. Right. As a parent, there's a particular kind of peer pressure. There's the pressure on what is my kid, you know, is my kid fill in the blank? Right. And what are those other parents, what are their kids doing and how are they doing it? And what do they think I'm doing? And there's a whole sort of thing there. Right. So let's first talk about what is peer pressure. So peer pressure is wanting to fit into your like group. Right. So the pressure to conform to that group. Right. It's wanting to belong, really. That's what peer pressure is. When parents are talking to us and they say, you know, it's all that peer pressure to do X, Y, Z. Now, Quinn pointed out to me the other day when we were chatting about this, that not all peer pressure is bad. No, the pressure to excel could be peer pressure. Right. If Or to be in the play or to be on the team. Or to do well for, for the, the team. team. Yes. So we just want to take a pause as we will do and remind ourselves, all of you, that not all peer pressure is bad and that it doesn't just happen to teenagers. I just thought of this song. My father had a record. Yes, it was a record. <laughs> um, it was a bunch of like, I think they were like literally maybe preschoolers. It's Pete Seeger. I will find it. I will put a link on our website so that you all can enjoy this wonderful cacophony of very young kids singing. And the song is titled, Be Kind to Your Parents. And I may have that wrong. Be kind to your parents, though they don't deserve it. Remember adulthood, a difficult stage of life. <laughs> They're apt to be nervous and overexcited a result of, and that's not the word, their daily strain and strife. No, storm. Storm and strife. And there is <laughs> nothing like the storm and strife. Of having teenagers? Of having teenagers. <laughs> and they're not kind to their parents. They're no. not cute. They're not little. And we feel that pressure, right? They, we, we want to fit in. We want assurance that we're doing it right. Mm. right. We need our peers to validate us. To, to approve us. of our decisions. Right. Yeah. And sometimes our peers don't. And sometimes our peers tell us, mm, you don't really belong here. There was an article in the New York Times recently. I won't get into the whole thing. Maybe we'll do another podcast on that. But... What strikes me now in this moment is part of that article was that um, a child had been asked to leave a school, mm. as as will happen at some schools, right? Mm -hmm. I have worked with parents in similar situations. I know parents who've had their kids asked to leave more than one school. Our kid wasn't asked to leave any school. We just knew it was time. <laughs> but... As parents, I mean, as parents, we don't know. And as coaches, we know we don't know what's right for every other parent. But Love That Boy by Ron 
Fournier, whose mm. name I may be mangling. mangling, so please forgive me, Ron, if I have totally butchered how you pronounce your last name. Really, really, really lovely book of love, of a father for their child. It's not a parenting book, but man, could every parent truly, truly benefit from reading this book because he really wants to fit in with his peers. And we're talking like, there's a president of the United States involved here. <laughs> and he wants to fit in because he wants he wants his child to behave in a certain way in order to fit in. And what he loses sight of, this is such a gross oversight. It, it, read the book, don't listen to me. But it's like his coming to be aware that the pressure that he felt, he, he stopped seeing his child. Mm. He's talking then about teens and he talks about when they are subject to intense peer pressure, I wrote this down, they are, quote unquote, easily exploited by those who threaten banishment from, you know, and he references the in crowd, but really, as a parent. It's whatever the crowd is that you want to be part of. Yeah. It's a hard position to be in, to be asked to leave a job. We don't want that. That's our peer group. Those are our people. Did you get invited? Oh, Oh, you weren't invited to that party as parents, <laughs> right? I mean, the peer pressure that we feel as humans, we want to belong. We want to be part of the group. I have a thought because peer pressure when we were younger didn't involve social media. And a lot of parents, I mean, we see what other people are doing and we want to conform to that. That's our peer pressure. And so we make these rules for our children that are based on what other people are doing or what our expectations of what they should be doing. I mean, yeah, the peer pressure, pressure. The, pre the peer pressure is, is setting us up to do things that without talking to our kids, we're doing because we're doing it based on what other people are doing it. Right. So that there is parental peer pressure before there was, social media, there was television and everyone felt pressure to look like Warden June Cleaver. Right. This is really before us, so I don't really remember it, but, but it's in the... Well, the Bradys. The Brady Bunch. There we go. Or the, yeah. The Partridge family. All to say, there have always been models. Let's look like the Kennedys or the right. whoever the president is before there were And sitcoms. often unrealistic models, right? Completely unrealistic. This is script, not real life. Right. But we all feel pressure to try and live up to that. And now we have 24-7 Instagram. Right. With everybody showing their best side, not not right. their whole side. Right. Um, Including us parents. Yes. We succumb to the same peer pressure. So one of the reasons that we are here doing this work is because, and if you haven't listened to episode one, here's an aside, listen to episode one. But one of the things that we did as parents was uh, send our child to a therapeutic wilderness experience, therapy, therapeutic wilderness program. program. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. And in that whole part of their journey and our parental journey, we met many parents who were suffering, suffering, I'd say. From yeah. the isolation of being of peer pressure. Well, that... yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would characterize it as isolation necessarily, but they definitely were suffering from feeling like they 
were the quote unquote bad parent. Harrison had gone away in mid-December. We had sent him to the wilderness in mid-December and it is now 12 weeks later. So maybe beginning of March or so. Starting of spring in the mountains Mm. makes very little difference. (laughs) (laughs) Although he said it was much warmer. Right. It was cold (laughs) to us. But there we've flown there with, and we're about to see him for the first time in three months. And they, they do this in a very organized fashion. So they bring together a bunch of parents at the same time. I mean, I don't remember exactly how it worked, but basically we're in the wilds of Utah mountains with eight, 10 other parent groups. We're in this cold sort of dark room. We've all traveled many, many miles, I think all involving planes to get there to see our kids who we have made a decision to send to a therapeutic wilderness program. Yeah, which is a serious and hard decision to have made. So everybody has made this decision. Right. This was not a, oh, let's send them to summer camp here. Right. Decision. Right. There has to be some underlying reason to have sent the child (laughs) here. And so usually that underlying reason is not that everything was peachy keen at home and they were. Yeah. Yeah. So there we are in a room and we're going around and the leader of the group, they tell you what to expect. Yeah. But as, as often happens in these rooms, right? They, they want you to all sort of get to know each other. So there's the going around introducing yourself and talking about, or, you know, thumbnailing what got you here. Right. What got you to this small room? Right. Right. So we went around and the first family said, you know, whatever. We were like the fourth or fifth ones to share. We were sort of late to sort of speak our story and when they it became our turn I think I said because I think I spoke first First. I said you know he was in his room smoking weed night and day day and night and you know we were fighting I mean there were a lot of a lot of fighting a lot of things but we were the first person the first family to mention drugs at all well then you know, all the families that had gone before sort of said, oh, yeah, oh, us right. too. Right. Oh, yeah, drugs. Even in this group where clearly we had had some difficulty, some disruptive behaviors, we were still trying to look good for each other, still trying to look like good parents. Yep. And that's the power of peer pressure. Yep. So to get out from under it, to be honest about what's going on and finding someone to talk to, whoever that is, really does help alleviate the parental peer pressure. And that is really, we think, one of the best ways to continue moving forward and to rebuild and understand your relationship Mm. with your child. I'm going to reference yet another fabulous, brilliant book, (laughs) because I'm all about the books, I guess. Um, but there's another great book by Katie Milkman. It is not a book on parenting at all. Although maybe she talks about parenting. Probably she talks about parenting in there. It's the title of the book is how to change because teenage brains are exploding and changing. And, but you know what? Katie Milkman 
has written a whole book, and I'm sure you can listen to many podcasts with her, and she's probably got her own. Actually, I'm pretty sure she does. Um, And she talks about how we can change always. Mm. Like, how do we change? Because we can do that. And getting back to what we were just saying, one of the things that she says that I want to quote her directly on is says, consciously or subconsciously, norms create pressure to conform so we won't experience social discomfort or sanctions, but can instead enjoy, quote unquote, fitting in. Right. Well, that's a good quote for peer pressure. For parent peer pressure, right? Well, for any peer pressure. Well, yes, but we're talking about parent parents. Yeah. Adults. And she's talking about adults. Yeah. That norms create pressure to conform. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to be on the outside. We don't want to be, right. We don't want to be socially on the outside. Well, and any difference gives is is a you know threat to our staying on the inside. Say that again, because I need to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> so we we want to stay on the inside, and any difference is, a, is a threat, or you know, a threat to our staying on the inside. I mean, we may not get pushed out for it, but any difference could mean somebody says, "Well, you don't belong here." Right. As parents of preteens, teens, and young adults, there can it can feel very much like we are pressure to conform right how that manifests itself is almost trickle down pressure right the other thing that i see happening sometimes is that thing that you hear about a lot don't be your child's friend right right you hear that in every parenting education everything right although it's hard not to want to be the cool parent but you're not their peer right and if you decide to become their peer the problem is, who's pressuring who? <laughs> right? I mean, I think that that sometimes happens. Yeah, well, I think sense? you're you're more susceptible to everybody's doing it. All the other parents let this happen. Oh, that's another peer pressure thing. Right. The kids will tell you things. Well, so-and-so's parent. Well, so-and-so's parent. And here's the truth. A lot of times... That information is filtered through a very fine filter and perhaps changed just slightly. And so-and-so's parents might do it differently. That doesn't mean you need to do it the way so-and-so's parents have done it. Because you got to listen to your intuition. So one of the things that I often suggest to parents is, so what do you tell your kids about peer pressure? How can you apply that to your own life? Mm. You know, I mean, everyone says, you know, don't just listen to what everyone else says. So, parents. Don't just listen to what everybody else says. <laughs> don't just do what everyone else does. Just because so-and-so does it. Doesn't mean it's the right way. Right. But if we pause and consider what is our motive for doing this, mm. I wanted to make sure I looked good. The 16-year-old in my head didn't know who I was. Um, was trying to figure out who I was as a parent of a teenager mm. and was, you know, wanting to know what everyone else was thinking about it. And it wasn't always good. So I wanted to do it right. I wanted to be in with the, 
the cool parents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it's interesting to see that in other parents. The question is not, are those ideas good? Because if they're working for them, they probably are good ideas for them. The question is, will they work for you? Or maybe just how will they work for you? Mm. You know, what are the what are the little tweaks that you need to make to have it fit your situation or your family or your comfort level? This, these are transitional years for parents as well. And you often say this, if you're polling the room, what are you looking for? Right. Because usually, at least when I'm polling the room, I'm looking for a particular answer. And it may be that I think I don't have the answer. And so I'm looking for the answer because I'm not really sure that it's the right, you know, the best answer. I'm feeling a little insecure about that. Yeah. And as parents, so I of- want 10 people to say, yes, they, it's a good idea. Sorry. <laughs> no. Yes. It was a good <laughs> idea, Quinn. <laughs> I know I don't count as 10 people. It's a bummer. No, you don't count as anybody because <laughs> we're too close. Right. But yes, that whole thing about as parents of preteens, teens, and young adults, we are looking for the answer. And what we forget is that we're taking votes on how we parent. And we forget that we're the parents and we know our kids better than anyone else. They are part of our clan. They are part of our tribe. They are going to have lots of tribes in their life if they are lucky. Yeah. And taking everyone else's advice and paying attention only to that. We never would have made some of the best decisions we ever made in our life. It's true. We, Yeah. So there's this tension between being part of the group and being true to yourself. Rely on the fact that you have all these years of demonstrating love in your pocket, right? right. In the bank. They know, hopefully, usually that you love them. You don't have to keep proving it in the teen years. Right. In the teen years, it's actually the the loving thing is to let them stand on their own and, and give them a little space. And that's harder to do because they are not mirroring love to you right. in those moments. They are they- pushing away. And that feels like they're you know, they don't love you anymore, but, or they don't know that you love them, but you, so you have to just sort of have faith that that underlying love is actually a foundation you're building on and that you can let them have that space. Right. And the more you rely upon all those peers of yours, the less stable with your kid in some ways you can be, Mm. the less you see them for who they are and see your relationship for what it is. Right. There's strength in knowing who you are. And that takes time. This is not an easy challenge. But if you keep coming back to the podcasts, we're going to give you an actionable tip. We like- Because we're going to do that every week. So we're going to give you something to practice because Plan P is for practice and patience. This week recognize those moments when you feel pressured Mm. period (laughs) really not trying to throw so many peas in there (laughs) but if you are feeling pressure and this can be at work it can be around your kid it can be around anything just notice what decisions you're making in that moment 
What are you feeling? Pressure. Right. What are you doing? Right. Are you jumping to the first answer or the are you most common answer or going with the flow, which means what everyone else is saying? Right. So, you know, one of my favorite piece. Pause. Always. Think about, are you polling the room? Like, what are you doing in response to that pressure? Are you polling mm. the room? Are you polling the internet? Facebook? Like, mm. where are you looking for answers? Are you looking for the answer? Or are you looking for a myriad of suggestions? Yep. So keep practicing every week, consciously being aware of pressure. And um, we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plan P. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable takeaways that you can practice this week. And remember, change takes time and practice. To stay connected with us and ensure you never miss an episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share our podcast with friends, family, or any other parents who could benefit from our discussions. You can also keep up with all things Plan P on Instagram and TikTok at Plan P is for. If you have any burning questions or specific topics which you'd like us to address on the show, please just email us at connect at planp.us. If you want to talk to one of us, go to our website at planp.us to learn about us and schedule your free coaching session online. All details and links will be in the show notes. We can't wait to reconnect with you on the next episode. See you next week.